When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be with you for another edition of the show. Jordan Canellis here with you as we get deeper into spring and close to all the, well, we're in the middle, really, of all the big racing and the main man on the program to take us through all of it is Butch Castles. Butch, welcome back. It's good to chat to you again. Good on you, Jordan. Yeah, massive day in New Zealand racing. Living well, classic day, one of our iconic race days. Uh, look, the rain has continued in Hawke's Bay. It has cleared over the last day or so, but, gee, they've had some rain during the week. So we're going to cop a rain-affected track for the Group 1 feature, the Livermore Classic, over 2,040 metres. It must be this, this corner of the world, because uh, both Australia and New Zealand are getting smashed with rain the last couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. We uh, we know what Sydney's been like, and I know Melbourne's had rain as well. Sydney, I don't think, have had a, a decent track, maybe one in the last six or seven months. So, yes, it is uh, plenty of rain, and it puts a different complexion on the Group 1 feature out of Hastings this weekend, for sure. Two great gentlemen joining us on the program today. Matt Cross will be with us in a few minutes, but first up, our first guest on the show, the man who's done all the form for Hastings, is Bevan Sweeney. Good, uh, good morning to you, Bevan. How's things? Uh, good, thanks. Morning to you, boys. Uh, yeah, I heard you mention spring. What's happened to it? Uh, it's been absolutely atrocious across the last few weeks here in NZ and in the Central District. And just been out on the track at the Bay, and it is certainly going to be a, a wet track for tomorrow. There's a fair bit of moisture in it. Still overcast. It's, uh, it's holding off at the present moment. Let's just hope we don't get any further rain. Yeah, Bevan, it looks like looking at the forecast, might have had the rain, but the damage is done. There'll be a 116, 117 track, you would suspect. Let's have a look at race three for the uh, three-year-olds. Uh, tidy little race this. G Golden Darcy was good, enlisted company on the first day of the carnival. Yeah, he was. And wherever he goes, Butch, I'll be backing him. Uh, there is a suggestion that he might run Sunday and not tomorrow at uh, Hastings, but Look, he took on the very strong company at his debut and he was fantastic after leading up. He only folded the last 100 metres. So if he's in the race, I'll certainly be with him. Mascarinto uh, has had the 1-1 one, one fresh up and that was against the older horses in 65 company, which is always a stamp of a decent type of horse. No wet track form, short on the market. I suppose there's a couple of niggles there, but, but when you win against those older horses, it, it says that you're a decent sort of uh, animal. Um, where do we look outside there, Butcher? Duncan Creek for the great Felix Campbell. Thought he was okay behind Dynastic as well, and he's sure to handle the wet track conditions. And Penny Wick is one I've had a bit of time for as well. But if the one, the five start, that might be a nice little exactor for your day. 
Righto, race six, one of the features, the Group 3 Red Badge Spring Sprint. And I was really interested in a couple of horses with connections to uh, down your way, the Wider Rapper, with, of course, times ticking, kicking off for uh, Albie McGregor and Owen Patrick Bosson. And then down in the weights, Old Town Road, of course, formerly trained in the Wider Rapper, now with Lisa Ladder, and it's got a wide barrier, but gee, it was good on the first day. Yeah, he was brilliant on the first day and a big strong horse who ploughed through those track conditions. Uh, got an awkward gait, but a lightweight. He's certainly a player. I'm interested around time sticking here, Butch, with Opie aboard uh, for the wonderful Albie McGregor. He's only got one horse uh, around him now, and this is uh, him, and he was flying uh, before. He got a stone bruise just before the Open Nicky Cup, and he had to come out of that, so he's had a bit of a freshen up, but I went to the Foxton Trials the other day, and that track was about as wet as you could find, and he was fantastic taking out his heat by uh, a big, big margin. Again, he is awkwardly drawn. Uh, I hope Boston aboard always a massive, massive plus about him. Spring Tide, of course, was very good in the first day at weight for age conditions. He's got to carry the top weight here, but you'd imagine that he'll be very, very competitive. And Bari coming out of that race behind Darcy LaBella, who's gone on to win the Taranaki Breeders from a... A decent sort of gate. I'm not sure how they're going to play Butcher, uh, those inside gates later on in the programme. We're up to race six here for the Ridgebed Sprint. It might be, and again, by that uh, time of the day, but certainly that horse is going well. But if you wanted me to pick one out, I think Tom's Tickens goes to the Copeland's Mile post uh, this particular run, and he was a winner beating a Moussamois over the 14... 100 metres, uh, two starts to go, who went on to win at Wait for Age Company. So he's a good horse, Tom's ticking, and he's a good trainer with a good hoop. So he'll be mine, Tom's ticking, in race number six. Yeah, race eight. Well, it is our feature, the Livermore Classic Group 1, $330,000 up for the grabs. Look, a couple have come out already. Uh, just uh, the track is going to be the trick here. Mustang Valley obviously gets the conditions, as does Soldier Boy. Just Ask Me is uh, unknown up to the 2,040 metres, but there's one thing for sure, he will cop the conditions, and he's a big price into a much smaller price for Alan Sharrick. Yeah, Mustang Valley is flying, uh, isn't she, Butch, on what we've seen this preparation. It was a dominant one day, number one, here at the Bay. Went on to win a black type race at Alapuni and was fantastic behind that superstar in La Creek last time. She gets a track condition that should suit her. Uh, she's up against uh, some war horses uh, here, but her profile was brilliant for this uh, particular race. And her gate is fantastic under our winning, uh, premiership winning jockey, Michael McNabb, last uh, season. So... She is the obvious. You've mentioned a couple of the other major players. There's big money around for Just Ask Me. He'll love the wet track conditions and everything we've seen uh, through his last few starts. He will run a strong 2,000 metres, but you are known on that. Uh, Soldier Boy, gee, he was good last time at Wavy. They did send him, though, which was really, really interesting to me. He was massive in our derby of last season, that particular horse, and you'd have to expect him to stay quite nicely. And He's going very, very well. And then we had a look at uh, Money Made Butch come to defibrillate out of the Australian markets uh, because he was so good uh, through his last couple of preparations in Australia, but he's fresh at 2,000 metres. Uh, but he's a good horse as well. Predefer on a good track probably runs favourite in this particular race, but he is not one that has handled rain effective ground. And Helena Baby probably with these wet track conditions comes into it. Uh, Mustang Valley, I think she's the obvious from most punters, and we do have punter of the year on course. Saturday, so she'll be on many, many tickets. Respect Soldier Boy, 
and just always respect Alan Sherrick because he's set just asked me from a long way up this race and he will get conditions to fit. Yeah, will do. And uh, as you say, Alan's pretty hard to handle when he sets them for a race. Righto, race nine. I thought it was a really even 1,200. Plenty out already, but uh, gee, I didn't know where to go. Best horse in the race for mine is the one, El Vincedor. If he runs first up, he'll be awfully hard. Yeah, I think he is the one to be playing. Getting a little bit of weight relief with the very talented Wiramu pin aboard. Uh, I think he's okay on the track conditions. Uh, his fresh up record, okay. He's a major, major player in this particular race and I think might be a play for uh, punters at home because there's other nice horses uh, in this particular race who I really don't think will handle these track conditions uh, at all. Uh, where to look outside that? Rocket Science, very good on wet track conditions. Uh, the run, I'm not sure if I haven't checked the scratching as butch, but real slim trotty was massive fresh up uh, for local trainer Kirstie Lawrence. Uh, whether he handles the track conditions, not sure. But I think you've got this one right on the money here with the top of the book and El Vincedor in the night. Righto, the last will be a massive betting race. Always is on punter of the year day as everyone scrambles to try and win the cash prize. Uh, they all plonk uh, what's left into the last. And, uh, gee, it's, uh, they've picked a good one. Uh, rating 75, 1,400. There's... 600,000 chances in it. I didn't know which way to go. It'll be whatever cops the track, and by then, they'll be getting middle and wider, I reckon. Oh, they definitely will. By this stage, it'll be right off the track. I would imagine, and you're right, this is an absolute nightmare to work out this race. Now, you've got the quality of Lanacord, of course, who was seen in Australia through a three-year-old preparation, and she looked somewhere near back to her best at the trials recently. Track conditions, not really sure. Crossroads, massive day number one behind Old Town Road. Bit of a surprise at the 1,200 metres when he was up over ground last prep, but he did a great job. Look, if I was going to lead you one way, I might be heading towards Bellardo Boy uh, under Jonathan Riddell for Lisa Ladder, who I think will be very proficient in these track conditions. He's drawn wide. I don't think that's a massive against by this part of the day. He's at a big price at around about $16, Bellardo Boy. And I have had a few whispers, he's ready to go. So, a tough, tough race. Uh, I'll go with uh, the wet tracker and Bellardo boy, but there's a host of winning chances in the last. Yeah, there sure are. And talking about winning chances, you one of those on the golf course today? Well, I've just been butchered how competitive Lee Finnis is. Oh, my word. Uh, he is in boots and all. The trash talk. You know, gee, how is your handicap going? My word, never really knew he was that competitive. I should have known from his riding days, though, because when he was on a good one, he was the most competitive man out there. But, of course, it is the Dan Espinito uh, Memorial Tournament that we're taking part in. Great pleasure to come out and join a, a wonderful group of friends. Never knew Dan myself, but uh, clearly he was a wonderful bloke because he's got a massive group of uh, friends out here playing in that. And, of course, they have their function tomorrow at, at the races. So... Finding a lot of trees, Butch. That's uh, generally the way with my golf, so it'll be a long afternoon with Leith and us. Good on you. You'll beat him, no worries. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Butch. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Bevan Sweeney with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Always good to have him on to preview what's coming up this weekend at Hastings. We will take a break. We'll come back on the other side of this, and we'll have race caller Matt Cross with us. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more.
Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to have you with us this weekend ahead of another big weekend of racing, hopefully unaffected by the weather that has been around this part of the world. As always, when we preview what's happening on the South Island, we catch up with the man who will be calling the action. Today is no different. Matt Cross is with us to chat about it. Morning to you, Matt. How's things? Yeah, really good things, Jordan. Morning to you and and everybody. Uh, We've kind of been left alone in terms of the weather here in Christchurch compared to a lot of parts of Australasia over the last 72 hours. So our tracker dash burden's come up a soft uh, soft five at this point and we've got a really fine day here. So we could be improving again to potentially a good four come tomorrow. Running rail in the true position and the feature of the Barnswood Farm Stakes at Group 3 at three minutes to three. G'day, Matt. Butch here. Look, uh, last time uh, we talked or uh, a previous occasion we had a chat, one kiss was uh, one that you uh, recommended. It was about $5 at that stage. Bizarrely, got out to about 15 or $16 and won like the $5 shot it should have been. Uh, look, it backs up into the Barnswood Farm Stakes and be awfully hard to beat on what we saw at Rickerton last time. Yeah, that was crazy, Butch. I couldn't believe it. I, I actually hadn't checked it for about two hours leading up to the race. And then just before the jump, I looked at it, saw $14. Couldn't believe it. And she won quite convincingly as well. Opie even dropped his stick at the 100 metres. So it was a really explosive effort. She's been to Timaru last Friday, had an exhibition gallop. And I was there, and I can tell you she looked fantastic once. So she's the horse to beat up to 1,400 metres, I think, really suits one horse I do have a lot of respect for here, Butch, is Redmond, number one. I thought that this horse could lead, and coming onto a turning track really suits. Between his last two runs, he had a gap of one month, and it was a rating 75. So it does look a little bit of an easier class for him, Redmond, particularly if he can lead off barrier three. Senior jockey goes on as well, so I don't particularly think one kiss is over the line. I'd be happy to play Redmond the one each way, perfectly suited the seven. Depends how far back she gets and how the track plays during the day, but it was a really explosive finish from her and the Canterbury Bell last time. It was only beaten three quarters in behind one kiss. And uh, outside of that, well, I choose you and Arrowet both look as though they've got a bit of ability, but yeah, hard to sort of tip them against the top ones. But one kiss the horse to beat Butch, but I'd be happy to have a little saviour on Redmond. I think he's the leader in the race, and you're going to get a good sight. Race number seven, uh, this one uh, a bit of a pointer towards maybe uh, the likes of a Copeland's Mile. Some will be using this, I suppose, but uh, some looking forward uh, to the stewards, the sprinters, the straight-out sprinters. Really even field. Buoyant was very good uh, resuming for Sabin Kirkland. Up in class, live drama's a good horse when it's right. Summer Monsoon at a big price last time. Really, really even race. Yeah, 90% of this field could actually win, Butch, and it was a complete head-scratcher for me, to be quite honest with you. I landed with Buoyant. I thought it was a progressive win in 109.97 on the soft six at Rickerton last time out. Barrier number 11, but there is a whole lot of speed here. I anticipate Amber Echo, Eminem will come out running. Chiquito's got early speed. So does First Rock. And uh, even Swiss Watch has got some early toe as well. So the outside barrier draw may be okay in terms of having some options if Jockey Rohan Madhu sees the pressure to his inside. He might just let them go at it and potentially get a good posse with a good speed. I would have thought that there'll be some sort of room for him to slot down and get a bit of cover without having to cover too much ground. So I'm with Buoyant the eight. Number five, Chiquito. She runs well in a freshened state. She's nearly three months in between. She should map all right as well from barrier seven. Summer Monsoon, the two, probably wouldn't have won last time out if there wasn't any carnage, but he won this race in 2021. Bit of pudding to carry, 61 kilos off the inside draw. 
At number 10, Amberico is a really promising sprinter. I think uh, if they can find the right sort of race for her, I think there's a stakes win in her over the 1,200 over the next couple of months somewhere for Amberico. Happy to play buoyant. A lot of respect on the each way, though, Butch, for number five, Chiquita. Mm, tough way to start the quaddy for sure. Race eight, uh, 1,600 metres, uh, sort of a dress rehearsal for the uh, Copelands. Pretty tough race again. Feeling the power. You were big on that last time with the claim and did the job really, really well for Mark uh, Jones and Taylor Mitchell. This time, Jay Laking jumps in the pigskin, no claim. But uh, on what we saw at Rickerton, are you in the camp of feeling the power again? Yeah, I, I am, Butch, but there's a lot of weight swings against him here, particularly around uh, horses like Summer Festival at the top of the book, who's actually eight kilograms better off on a head-to-head basis uh, to feel in the power, and it was a race that suited feel in the power and feel in the power only, uh, with that middle fraction just being able to be backed off so much. It was an incredibly hard race to make ground. I thought number seven's Illumina stepping up to the mile. Now, she's four kilograms better off than feeling the power on a two-and-a-quarter-length margin. And I think up to the 1,600 metres really suits her. So Zaluminous, I think, can turn the tables on feeling the power. A lot of respect around Summer Festival. His sectionals, actually, which were not too inferior to the winner last time out. He was out the back of the field. He was uh, having his first run in 49 days. Off a nice gate with a three-kilo claim. I think he can turn the tables as well, particularly with that eight-kilogram swing in his favour, Summer Festival. Paul Burnview, really good horse. He's a serious horse, this Burnview. He's very versatile in terms of the track conditions that he gets, and the mile really suits him, so he can most certainly win. And you have to respect feeling the power. Just those weight swings put me off a little bit, and the potential of it being a bit more of a genuine tempo. I don't think he's as over the line as what he was last time out. Seven on top, feeling the power, but I think some of the best value of the day, Butch, is around Summer Festival. He's a proper horse. He's won nearly a million dollars. And with the shorter space between runs and stepping up to the mile again, look out. Mm, the last, the Savile Row and Vespa standing at Mapperley Stud. Always ask you to try and find us the winner of the last leg of the quaddy. This one, chock-a-block with form again. Thought Navelle Ha was uh, good two starts ago. OK last time. Ruby's Lad was really good resuming. Uh, which way did you go here? I've gone the three and the five in this race, Butch. I think there's a good opportunity to shop around some roughies in this. Follow your dreams on top. He was wide from the 900 last time out, and he should map well with the weight. Kelsey Hannon claims three kilos of a horse who can leave the machine quite nicely. So I think he's the horse to beat, but he's not a bet for me. I like the price around number five strike force. Got himself a little fractious in the gates last time out. Didn't jump away as well as what he can, and he raced three wide without cover mostly. Comes back in class to rating 75. He can lead and give a sight, particularly with Kozion. Two Ruby's lad needs uh, respected. And the other horse in here, a horse that I've got a really high opinion of, is number eight, Petty's Legacy. Now, she's got a wide draw, but they put up $16. I think that's a crazy price for a good mare by Sway Ness. She's got a super strike rate, 1,400. She's won three out of four. She should be about half of the price of what she is. So three, five, two, and eight. If you're looking for some roughies and some includes in your quaddies, but strike force the five and the eight petties legacy can certainly spice things up. Oh, thanks very much for your time, Matt. Look forward to a good day's racing out of Ashburton to complement uh, the time and uh, good luck with the calls. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Looks uh, a big uh, weekend across both sides of the Tasman. And he's hoping that uh, the rain stays away and some of those tracks start to dry out. Absolutely. Matt, it's always a pleasure having you on. Matt Cross with us here on 
Breakfast with the Kiwis. Uh, Butch, that's it for another edition of the show this week. Stay safe among the uh, the, uh, the wild weather, but uh, enjoy the races nonetheless. Now looking forward to a big day at Livermore in Hastings. Big uh, day out for the locals, for the uh, entire industry. It's a super race day and uh, you're looking forward to Group 1 racing from across Australasia. Butch Castles, as always, on Breakfast with the Kiwis. You can head to sen.com.au to podcast the show if you want to go back and listen to any episode from the past. That's it for this week's episode. Catch the same time, same place next week on Breakfast with the Kiwis. See ya.